And the only thing that will set us free and be free indeed is the Lord Jesus Christ. He sets us free. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Psalms, Psalm 23. And one of the great Psalms of, of the Bible. Uh, David is the author, as you well know, and uh, uh, God is uh, seen in, in the whole theme of, of David's, a lot of David's writings uh, and scriptures was that God is seen as a caring shepherd and a, and a dependable guide. It's someone that we can depend upon uh, in our lives. We, we must follow God and obey his commands if we are going to live in this life a joy-filled life. Uh, I think the worst thing we Christians can do is to rebel against God's leadership. And that leads us to depression. That leads us to even some physical ailments, I think. Uh, he is our only hope for eternal life and security. We, have, we need to understand that. God sent Jesus, as I shared this morning, and he paid our sin debt. And, and I thank the Lord for that. The psalm, let me read the whole 23rd Psalm, and then we'll make some comments about it. David starts out, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I heard a preacher read that one time, and he rephrased verse 1. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, and that's all I want, you know, we because he provides our every need. He goes on to say, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now listen to this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, thank you for your word. Bless it to our hearts. Guide us and help us to continue to lean on you, the good shepherd. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. May We may have some religion or some relationships, but there is something about this psalmist that David writes to us that brings a greater connection to who God really is. And, and David begins to talk. In, in describing the Lord as a shepherd, David wrote out of his own experience. You and I know that. He was a shepherd, a uh, shepherd boy, because he, in his early years, that's what he did. He cared for sheep. And sheep, so I've been told, I've never been a shepherd, but sh I've read about them, I've studied about them. Sheep are completely dependent upon uh, the shepherd. I understand that they're not very smart. <laughs> you know, they just, they're, they're one of the dumbest animals there. So they're totally dependent upon a shepherd. And that's like you and I. If we're going to be happy in this life, we need to be totally dependent upon the shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to understand who he is and the fact that he cares enough for us David would have, laid, I believe, would have laid down his life for his sheep. I understand that in, in that day and age, uh, and David may have done this. I, I've read something about that where that the, the shepherd 
would get the, at night would get the sheep in an enclosure. And the only opening was about the space of how tall a person was, a man was. And to protect the sheep, he would lay down over that, that opening where the sheep would go in and out and sleep at night. And was told that, you know, if a sheep tried to get over that, he had to come over the shepherd because he was there to keep them in and to protect them. Well, my friends, if we're children of God, we, the only thing we can do is try our best, if we want to go away from him, is to get over him. But I, believe, I don't believe we can do that. I don't believe we even should want to think about that, that sheep are completely dependent upon the shepherd, and you and I ought to be completely dependent upon the shepherd, the great shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the New Testament calls Jesus the good shepherd, the great shepherd, uh, the chief shepherd, uh, and we, we understand that. In, in John chapter uh, 10, he is, uh, he is the good shepherd, uh, the great shepherd in Hebrews, uh, the chief shepherd in First Peter, and as the Lord is the good and great shepherd, so we are his sheep, not dumb, not frightened, not a passive animal, but be obedient unto him and follow him. We need to quit apologizing for who we are and what we believe. We are on the winning team. I share that everywhere I go. I said it this morning. I'm going to say it over and over again. Folks, we win. We need to note that. and The world needs to know that you and I believe what we say and say what we believe. And they see our lifestyle uh, and, and understand that. When we allow God as our shepherd to guide us, we will be more content, I believe, in our walk with him. If we'll just depend on his guidance. It'll bring peace and contentment to us. When we choose to sin, however, and go our own way, we cannot blame God for the environment, for, for he created us and gives us the opportunity not to go there, but to lean on, lean on him. We reach these places of disobedience by being disobedient. Rebellion against the shepherd actually leads to rebellion against God the Father and his Son. We need to follow that great shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you, you think about not only that, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. What does that symbolize? Peace and contentment and, and full. Bellies are full. And he leads us beside still waters. I you know, uh, again, I've told that sheep will not drink from troubled waters. It's got to be still. I don't know that. I've read that somewhere. But I believe that the psalmist says to us that the Lord is our shepherd, and he is not just a shepherd. He is my shepherd, your shepherd. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, he is our shepherd. Our shepherd loves us. Our shepherd loves us, loved us enough to die on the cross for me. 
and for you. That old cliche. Now, you, I said it this morning probably. He stretched his hands out upon an old rugged, rugged cross and said, I love you this much. And died for us. So he loves us. Jehovah God is. Jehovah God will be. And God will always be. Jesus will always be. He died on a cross. But praise be to God, he did not stay dead. He came out. Spent some time with his disciples and went back to heaven. And I said it this morning. And there was a somebody that said, don't look, you, know, you men, why are you looking up? He'll be, he'll be back. And he'll be back. Do you believe that? He hadn't come yet. He comes into our heart, but he'll be back. And I... Someone mentioned we need to pray for America. I've never seen America in the shape that it's in right now. I was listening to the news. Uh, I went to sleep uh, listening to something on the TV and woke up and the news news was on. And, and I was hearing about the debate tonight. And now even many of the Republicans are saying we need to, we need to dump Trump. You know, I don't know what's going on politically. I think politically our nation is a mess. And the only hope for our nation is the good shepherd. We need to turn the leadership over to godly people and we need to let God direct. We need people who will allow God to direct their path as this shepherd does. God directs our path. God knows where our next step ought to be, but God will allow us to rebel against that step. He loves us enough. We want to do our thing. He'll let us. But we need to understand that our shepherd loves us and he gave himself for us. Our shepherd also, look at verse 3. He restores our soul. He leads us, leads you and me, in the paths of righteousness for, for what? For his name's sake. We need to be walking in this path. God puts life and everything he has into us. I have all of God that I will allow him to be he will he respects me as a person and you as a person and he will not over overrule your will he may make you wish you and I wish we hadn't uh, yielded to his will but he is he allows us to make some of those decisions and too many times we allow the world to make decision for us rather than seeking God's guidance we allow some book we read or some uh theology that we may have read but we need to understand that it is God himself that restores you and me he loves us that much God puts his life and everything he has in us look what he said even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil why? somebody tell me why? why did he say that? what did he say? for I will be there I'll be with you even through the valley you, there's a prayer the prayer of Jabez I, you know, I know if you've ever read that prayer it's in 1st uh, Chronicles if I can find that I, I would just uh, read Jabez's prayer uh, for us uh, I know it's here somewhere chapter number 4 verse 10 uh, and Jabez called on the on the God of Israel saying, now listen, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast 
and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. And I say that if Jabez prayed that short a prayer and God blessed him, why don't you think he loves us that much? And we don't have to, as, as I have done and you have done probably, to pray ourselves to sleep. God already knows some things. And we just need to, to depend totally upon him. Our shepherd, again, I want to emphasize that, leads us and he will walk with us every step of the way. He is the great and, and wonderful shepherd. And I thank God for him, don't you? Our prayer, the prayer of Jabez, I just talked about, but why does he want to lead us in the paths of righteousness? Why? He said, for his name's sake. And if we do it for his name's sake, guess who's going to receive the blessing? Those of us that yield ourselves to walk in the path that he has set before us. That's what the psalmist did. Yea, though I walk through the valley, I will not be afraid. Why? For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Praise the Lord for that. Our shepherd longs to be with us. A past decision has determined where you and I will spend eternity. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. I, I quoted 6 this morning. Jesus didn't say, I am a way. I am the way, the truth, the life. And no one comes to the, no one comes to the Father but by me. So a past decision, whether we accept that or not, depends upon our eternal destiny. And you and I, I, I believe everybody here is a child of God. But we need to let people see Jesus in us. And we need not to be ashamed to verbalize our commitment to him. Future destiny was sealed the day you accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. I believe that. I said that this morning. Seeing Jesus face to face will be the greatest encounter that you and I have ever had. I don't know where he is in heaven, but I know someday he's going to welcome you and me, you and me home. And I, I, as I said this morning, it's going to be a, a place that if we could see it in our earthly mind would blow our mind because it is such a, an immaculate place that he is preparing for us. And uh, he loves us enough to pay that cost in full by dying for you and me. Think about heaven. Things that are above must lead us to impact lostness in Tennessee. That's where we live. Lostness in South Clinton. Lostness in our county. Lostness in our world. We need somehow, some way, to determine that we are going to impact lostness by sharing Jesus. He is our only hope. He is the world's only hope. Now, aren't you thankful for chapter or verse number six and I, I'll shut up from, from this he said surely if we'll do if we'll follow this psalm and I think David concluded it well surely goodness and mercy 
shall follow me all the days of my life. Why sometimes are we troubled? Why sometimes are we seeming, are we feeling things just aren't going well? Well, it may be that we aren't following him. He will never lead us in a place where he hasn't been or he doesn't want us to go. He will lead, if we will be obedient, he will lead us in the right path. And I, after that, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I worry about tomorrow sometimes, don't you? I worry about, am I going to get the fulfillment of tomorrow that I need to be? I've already got some stuff mapped out for that I've got to do at the office tomorrow. Went by there this morning before I came here and spent some time at, at, at the office, at the Clinton office. And, but there's going to be a day when I go to that place, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I won't have to go home. I'll be home. And be home to stay. I'm going to leave here in a little while and go home. Rocky Top, Tennessee. Now, doesn't that just tear you up? Tear you up? <laughs> okay? But one day, I'm going to go, and I won't have to leave. For the first million years, I just want to praise Jesus, you know. I believe all of us will, whatever crowns we may have earned on this side of eternity, we cast them at his feet because he is worthy, not you and I. But listen. He loves you enough, he loves me enough to use us if we'll let him. He wants to use us. He wants us to be uh, in his ministry. He wants us to share what we believe with others. I was with Paul Webster one time in Knoxville. and Y'all know Paul? Some of you may know Paul. Paul's dead now. His, his son, Larry, was the associate pastor where I was. Paul was one of the deacons. And we were in a restaurant, and we ate, and I were, we were standing in line to pay our bill getting out, and there was a lady behind me that tapped me on the shoulder, and I turned around and looked, and she said, you're a Christian, aren't you? And I said, yes, ma'am, I am. In fact, I'm a, a pastor. I don't know how. I didn't ask her how she knew, but she may have been sitting close enough to Paul and I that that she heard something we said or something we were talking about that that it, it may have uh, tickled her ear or something. And, and we had a conversation about that. But I pray that God will help all of us as we go through the Walmart line or we go somewhere that people see us doing things that betrays the fact that we are a child of God, that displays to them, that lets them know there's something different about us and it's not about us is it but there's something that makes us different that lives within us that will ultimately manifest itself in an outward way and that's what I think the psalmist is talking the Lord is my shepherd and uh, that I shall not want he makes us lie down in green pastures he restores our soul he leadeth us beside still waters and you know and that's saying the, the, the calm waters and and finally he said goodness and mercy is going to follow us all the days of our life and that's going to end up, and I'll dwell with the Lord forever. Thank God for that. Are you grateful for that? Would you bow your heads, please? Father, we thank you. Thank you for the psalmist. Thank you for his faithfulness to write this little psalm. 
that we might be able just to to read it and study it and, and realize that not only were you David's shepherd, you are ours. And God help us to follow the great shepherd. Wherever he leads, may we follow him.